Sierra Reed Langston, and this is the HIPAA Critical Podcast. Ransomware, malware, phishing attacks, and PHI email breaches continue to spike in 2021. Malware, which is malicious software, is built to exploit chinks in the armor of our operating systems. This can involve pop-up ads or using it as part of a distributed denial-of-service attack. This is why HIPAA-compliant training is so important. Have you ever wondered how other healthcare organizations are training their teams on HIPAA compliance or protecting their email? Well, in this episode, that is what you will find out. Elena Yao, Director of IT and HIPAA Security Officer at Five Acres, is going to give you an in-depth look at their HIPAA compliance processes and procedures. Hey, Elena, thanks for joining me today. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Elena, can you provide some background on Five Acres? Yeah, Thank you, Sierra. We're a mental health agency and we've been serving the greater part of LA um, and we've been open since 1888. Wow. Service agency that uh, has various programs. We work with uh, residential a lot where there's kids that stay with us, particularly during COVID. Uh, We have community-based programs, foster care type of programs as well too, but um, that is our dynamic. Uh, We work, uh, our, our population for kids are definitely a lot tougher type of kids. And it's kind of harder to find placement for these kids. And so we would try to work with, with them and with their families as well to try to put them back with their families and establish some kind of permanent living situation for these kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're kind of like the oldest agency out there that still mm-hmm. does residential right now. Um, yeah, since 1888, we're still here. Right. Okay. That's, that's nuts. And Elena, can you provide some background on yourself and your current role at Five Acres? Yeah, I'm the director of IT, um, and I'm also the HIPAA security officer for our agency. So we oversee a lot of the uh, any kind uh, cyber and uh, infrastructure and that kind of stuff uh, for for the agency. Okay, great. I did not know that you were in charge of uh, HIPAA for the company either. I just knew that you were the director of IT. So that's great. It's yeah, it's one of those hats that you kind of assume when you're the director of IT uh, for a nonprofit as well too. So uh, definitely, uh, I'm proud to be a part of that. Yeah, uh, they pretty much go hand in hand, so good stuff. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you're working on currently? Uh, currently, we're working a lot on the, the practical side of things and looking at the, our access control and our segmentation. You know, isolation um, is a very big part of defense in depth. And so that's a very big overhaul that we're trying to kind of put in place. With any other kind of infrastructure that you assume, there's always things that you kind of go in there and you you find like, well, that's out of place and that's out of place. Okay, <laughs> we gotta. There's a lot, definitely a lot of cleanup that we're, we're working on. So um, that's kind of the things that we have on our plate right now. Mm, okay, great. And you know, you were talking about how you're the HIPAA guru. So how did you determine that your organization needed to become HIPAA compliant? You know, the first important thing is to realize that when it comes to HIPAA compliance, it's not just an IT. Uh, duty, which it always falls upon. It's like, oh, you know, it does. <laughs> all things cyber. You think that's plugging into anything? Like that's that's you. And uh, bits and zeros, like that's <laughs> you too. And um, so it, it's more of like working on a partnership with our leadership and getting them to understand and envision, like, what is the mission of our agency? What what are the important parts and aspects of uh, PHI? What systems touch PHI? And we kind of prioritize, you know, according to that as well too. Um, so getting them on board and having at least a leadership leadership sponsor is very important to have that understanding. Anytime you're trying to do things in isolation as IT, trying to explain like the importance of cyber, um, the money is always going to be the discussion. It's like, well, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> yeah. The proper leadership sponsor. Um, and we always have like these weekly PHI meetings that we check in on. Um, it's good to involve um, that sponsor uh, from leadership. 
to then give them a, an idea of like, this is what we're battling against every, every week, you know, mm-hmm. there's like something going on and this is what we have to address to, or some things that we can kind of put in place to mitigate to that, to prevent that, to address that, to monitor that. Um, so those are all things that cost money. <laughs> right. right. So, you know, having, having the proper sponsorship is a very important part of uh, what we do in terms of like bringing HIPAA compliance um, and also getting um, the communication to raise awareness as well, too, with our staff. Mm, yeah. And, you know, in the Pomox white papers, we talk a lot about, um, you know, training staff as a, you know, a challenge of HIPAA compliance. How do you guys train your team on HIPAA compliance? Well, we have a lot of little examples that we would create ourselves and, uh, we, you know, we would get them involved. And we have created um, a partnership with our training department um, and creating some practical trainings. And we're trying to make it all fun and put some gamification things on there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's there's basically a lot of things that, you know, we're still trying to figure out um, just like with the rest of the cyber community. How do, you, how do you keep your people engaged? How do you make it fun uh, and different? Uh, because you're know, being able to talk about the technical side of things, you just lose them. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like you're on your phone, you're snoring. We have mandatory HIPAA compliance training. And I was actually a little bit impressed by how they were trying to engage us and make it fun. And, you know, they, they sure make it where you can't skip to the next slide. You got to listen to the whole thing, which I think is good. It's good. So, yeah. Lena, can you talk more about vulnerability scans and then what y'all's approach currently for this is? You know, I, I thought long and hard about this kind of thing, but you know, the vulnerability scanners are great, you know, for the traditional sense when we still have the network just on-prem, but now everybody's working from home. They are. How do you, how do you be practical and uh, keep yourself informed about what's going on um, with everybody at home? So that's where, you know, you, you have to be very smart about your vendor relationships with finding the right products um, mm-hmm. and find some kind of behavioral analysis as to what what is... Um, what are the, the things that they need access to? What are the things that is normal, what is not normal? And so that's something that, you know, that we have uh, put in place since people have been working from home. Uh, we're definitely um, doing a lot of different things towards that as well, too. But as far as vulnerability scanners, I'm like, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be out. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> yeah. run as, as somebody's home and scope out their network. I'm sure we're going to be like bugging their places if we ever had that. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. And we, I did a podcast, I cannot remember when, but you know, the last couple months about, you know, tips for securing your home network. And during the podcast, I was like, oh crap, I haven't done this. Oops. I need to get off the podcast and do this. Yeah. So remote work has introduced a whole different bucket of challenges. Yeah. So definitely your attack service has increased because everybody's working from home. I'm sure every cyber professional has known that and everybody moved very quickly. So I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of things that we still are working on. We are aware of, you know, how our, our folks are doing their work. Yeah. You know, their tendencies are. So, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to see ahead of that. Okay, great. And, you know, I talk about this a lot, but the majority of PHI breaches result from unencrypted data and really the transmission of unsecured PHI. What spurred your organization's need for um, HIPAA compliant email? Yeah, when we we talked about earlier, like the, you know, what do you decide as the the, the factors, you know, the risk factors when you're talking about HIPAA compliance and for any mental health in any industry, I think communication is the biggest part of coordinating anything. Mm, yes. Um, we're working with any with each other. We're always so reliant on either like voice services or the the email. Mm-hmm. And email being like the most convenient, but also being the highest threat because we know that phishing is on the rise, ransomware is oh, on yeah. the rise. And 
Um, what is the best way to get into any system is just to hack the individual. And uh, we do know that our individuals might not be as savvy to understand like what is a safe email, what is not a safe yep. email, what's a safe link, what's not a safe link, uh, what's a portal that looks safe, what's a portal that doesn't look safe. Um, so when we thought about all the various portals and, and for email communication, that was uh, the one struggle that we had to kind of combat with. And we realized that you know, everybody is going to have a different form of a portal for their email encryption system. And that yeah. was the biggest complaint for our users is like, well, everybody's like, well, you got to get my portal for to open up this secure email. And we're like, oh, great. So now our user has to sign up for this. Oh, yeah. Total pain in the, pain in the butt for the recipient. And so we would see newer sickness, just like, I can't sign into this portal or things like that. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Do we really have to deal with that right now? And communication and email is like the most important thing. So you really want to remove those barriers um, for something that is so important. Um, so that's why we, we sought out Powbox and looked at what's, what is Powbox all about? <laughs> right, right, right. Changing, you know, invention here. Um, and we, when we saw that it eliminates all the portals and still gives the user experience as they know it, it's like you can just type the email and all the email encryption is just proxy through the Powerbox systems. We don't have to deal with any kind of like manual TLS negotiation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Portals. Yeah, there's all, all that thinking is already done for us by Powerbox. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you're so welcome. And I, you know, we write about this a lot. It's, you know, removing uh, IT out of the process, like you said, not being pinged every five minutes when a portal, when somebody can't log into a portal and, you know, user error too, like we talk about in a lot of our Pawbox uh, marketing material and a lot of our educational material, user error plays a huge role in PHI breaches. So um, appreciate you saying all those kind words about Pawbox. Yeah, you're welcome. And Elena, where do you see the healthcare industry going in the next 10 years? Oh man, I mean, we're already sensing like that 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> when we had our strategic plan, we we're like, uh, maybe, you know, telehealth in five years. <laughs> but we just like knocked it out, like, okay, we got to get it done like by the fifth day. And right. we, just, we just went for it. But I can imagine like mobile healthcare is going to be here to stay. It's mm. not, I think that's like totally evolved now. Um, and I can see more of like our um, mobile healthcare, you know, kind of kind of like the PHI being um, portable as well, too, and being able to um, take take your PHI with you and having a unified um, PHI standard. Um, we're seeing, a, a, you know, like even government entities are starting to, to trend towards that. Um, I think we're still like working, <laughs> working towards it and, and getting all the systems to kind of consolidate that way. But, you know, you can see a lot of, uh, you know, even wearables are moving towards that, like getting a lot of your information, public health information and putting it, in, you know, grabbing it from wearables and putting it into your own consolidated PHI. So I do envision like you know, by the in 10 years, you know, a lot of your uh, the healthcare systems would be more of a unified platform and mm. you'll have healthcare workers are kind of taking their work with them and being able to see patients wherever, whenever. So I do see a lot of that, you know, barriers being removed, but a lot of the, the system securities and infrastructure is going to need to catch up within <laughs> those 10 years as well, too. For sure. Elena, thank you again for your time today. And listeners, thank you for joining the Hypocritical Podcast. A few announcements. Our next virtual conference is called Pawbox Spring Summit 2021. Secure communication during a pandemic, and it will take place virtually on April 6th. We are actively looking for event sponsors, and attendance is completely free. If you're interested in attending for free or sponsoring, please send an email to myself at sierra at pawbox.com. 
S-I-E-R-R-A at P-A-U-B-O-X dot com. We are now also doing monthly Zoom social mixers, and this is a place for networking for our customers and non-customers. Each attendee will receive booze of their choice sent to you before the two-hour virtual event that will take place over Zoom. Attendance, again, is free, and please send an email to Sierra at pawbox.com if you would like to attend. Our next webinar is on February 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific with the title of Tips to Improve Email Security for Your Practice. Panelists for this include Dave Ladeau, CIO of Nizoni Health, Patty Padmanaban, CEO of Damo Consulting, and then one of our own, Greg Hoffman, who is Senior Enterprise Account Executive at Pawbox. In the webinar, you will learn tips and best practices to enhance your email security, how to intercept phishing attacks, actual items to keep your email inbox safe, key trends related to the evolving email threat landscape, and how to improve user experience. As a reminder, you can listen to other podcasts at pawbox.com or subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. Thanks again and see you next time.